Yes. Oh, um, hi. Hi, guys. Hey. 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 Hi. Welcome to Bring Your Own, a catch-all bookish most of the time podcast. I'm Brandy. I'm Kendra. And I'm Kayla. Um, sorry, I just took a big drink of coffee right as we were doing that. Um, this episode has been dubbed Bring Your Own Addicted Series because we are going to be talking all things Addicted Series, Callaway Sister Series, all that good stuff. Uh, but before we jump in, what are you guys reading? What are you guys drinking? I am drinking an iced coffee that I made at home and didn't get from Starbucks. Please clap. Please clap. Ah. Yay. Um, it honestly tastes like water, but it's okay. Um <laughs> And I am currently reading a book called Sunny Disposition by Deanna Gray. Um, It's on Kindle Unlimited. It is a hockey romance, college romance, interracial romance. Um, And it's okay so far. There's an amnesia trope, which I was not expecting. It happens like two chapters in. And it's interesting. And it's short. I should finish it hopefully today or tomorrow. Um, but I've been having a really good reading month so far, and I'm very proud of myself. So nice. Yeah. Um, I am because it's lunchtime here, and I just had a light lunch. I'm having a Coke Zero right now <laughs> because that's my like always my drink of choice. Um, and I am currently listening to Luck and Last Resort, which is the second book in the love lists and fancy ships series which i think is the name i don't actually know the name of the series but this one follows um it's a second chance romance it follows nina and ollie um and basically they have been friends with benefits for years a long long time um and ollie who is irish and does have an irish accent which is very nice too in the audiobook yeah um he like wants something more and nina you know has been constantly pushed back against this for a long time due to some like past trust issues that she has accumulated throughout her life so yeah that's um what i'm listening to and then i am gonna start forget me not by julie soto which mm-hmm. is an arc from net galley um, but I think this actually was a fan fiction first before it was picked up by a publisher. Yeah. And mm-hmm. truthfully, the only like reason that I even became interested was the cover. The cover immediately drew me in. It's like very hot. It's hot. Do you um, know the fandom that she wrote for? I have no idea. I really don't mm-hmm. know. But this one is about um, a wedding planner who has to work with this like grumpy florist who is also her ex. So it's about them working together on like a really high profile wedding. And I haven't started it yet, but I'm very excited because I've heard good things. So that's what I'm currently reading. Um, Even though these podcasts are going live like a week apart, we're recording them very close together. So I'm reading the exact same thing that I was reading on the last (laughs) podcast. I'm reading A Photo Finish by Elsie Silver and um, listening to Belladonna by Adeline Gray. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I'm really enjoying both of those right now um yeah let we have a big episode today yeah we have a big episode we're gonna have to split it probably into two parts because we just we just can't shut up about one of our favorite series the addicted slash callaway sister series 
And so first we want to talk about like each of our individual journeys with the series, like how we came to read it and everything. So me personally, I started reading it in the summer of 2021. And I think what influenced me to read it, like I, it's hard for me to like pinpoint exactly what it was, but I truly think that it was just like TikToks of quotes and they were quotes from the one and only Connor Cobalt that really uh, got me to read it. Shocked. And so, you know, what's crazy too, is that I, at the time that I read this series, I didn't have my iPad. I didn't have my actual Kindle. So I read this entire series on my phone for the That's first insane. time, which I would rather die than do now. But <laughs> I read the whole thing, all 10 books on my phone over the course of like a month. Um, I ate it up. And um, Wait, I thought you didn't read Some Kind of Perfect, though, until I read Some Kind of Perfect. No, I read Some Kind of Perfect. Oh. I was just rereading it with you. I don't know why I thought you were like, oh, I just always put it off. No, no, no. No, I read it. Oh. Yeah. Wow, okay. Never mind. Hmm. <laughs> Unless I don't, I'm pretty, yeah. Yeah, no, I read the whole thing. Um, but... I don't know what gave you that impression. Because I could have sworn, um, well, I guess we can go into how I read it. I read it because Kayla would not shut up about it in my DMs. When we first started DMing each other on Instagram, one of the first things she DMed me was, I think you should like really read the Addicted Touch Callaway Sisters series. I'm not the only one that was telling her to read this series. Let me be clear. But you were like, Mm -hmm. I think the most consistent and like in a personal space because this series, for those who don't know, is huge on TikTok. Like it was huge for like, I would say a year prior before I read it, probably a year prior before you read it. Like, I don't know who started it on TikTok, but it was like everywhere on TikTok. I cannot escape it. It's all I heard about. Um, I saw a lot of my mutuals reading it, like probably around the same time that you read it initially, Kayla. It was like uh, Kimmy from At Kimmy's mm-hmm. Books. I think Pauline like started the series too that summer. Um, the books I love. Uh, and I was just like, everyone keeps reading the series. I'm probably like never going to read it. Cause I was hearing like, Oh, like the first two books are kind of bad. Like there were a lot of mixed opinions, but I knew that the fan base was like super high or super mm-hmm. fan base was super in love with, um, the books and they pushed them really, really hard. And then Kayla and I became friends and she was like, you should read it. And I was like, I'll agree to it eventually. I, I, to be honest, I was like, oh, probably not in my mm-hmm. head. Like, whatever. Like, I'll get to it. Like, never. And then, I don't know, like, I guess you and I just kept talking and talking. And I, she, like, would not give up. She was like, you should read it. Like, read it, read it, read it. You you act like I said it, like, every five seconds. That is It was, not like, every, maybe not every five seconds, like, every five minutes. Um, oh, my God. It was, it was very consistent. And then I made her... <sighs> I don't know how we got into this, like, into this group, but I was like, yeah, but I feel like I started building you a, I called it the Kayla stack. I built her a mm-hmm. stack of books where she was like, you have to read these books. And I just added them to a stack. Um, and on that was the Addicted series. And since it was 10 books, I was like, okay, I'll set apart all of March of 2022 to read the entire thing. And I did. And Kayla got every single one of my updates, and it was great. I feel like it made us better friends. You were right. I was like, wow, this series is actually pretty good. Like, I probably mm-hmm. should have read it sooner, but, you know, good things take time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and around that same time, I was coming off a string of just, like, banger wrecks from Kendra. Like, I read the Brutal Birthright series by Sophie Lark because of her, and then right after, I read the Bell Brothers trilogy because of her. And so, I honestly was just kind of, like, watching her Instagram. This is when we were, like, we were mutuals, but we weren't talking, like, every day um, on Instagram. Yeah, and then, so I was just kind of, like, watching her, like, wrap-ups and being like okay cool that's my next read so when she started the addicted series I remember being on a live and I don't remember who you were live with I don't remember but you were live and you were saying like I'm going to read the addicted series in March and like I was like you were like dude I'm doing this whatever and I was the I had the exact same thought process where I was like that's cool for her I won't be <laughs> um but then your updates on your stories on Instagram I was just like, "Mm, yeah. That's like the most fun I've had on Instagram. It was so much fun, like live reacting to everything. If you want to see my live reactions, go to my Instagram at Kendra.reads with a Z. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the highlights. Yeah, Yeah. so then I was only like two weeks behind Kendra because like she was like three books in. I was like, oh yeah, okay, I'm I'm down. Yeah. So I started reading those, and that's actually the series where I started talking to Kayla consistently as well because I was just sending them both updates yeah Uh, I was sending them both updates and then it just felt stupid because I was literally just like copying and pasting messages like back and forth um so then I was like can I put us in a group chat and that's like when the three of us are talking and the first time Kendra and I ever hung out in person we like talked all about the addicted series yeah you because I was like you should read it like I was like trying I forget which book I was on um and I was like I think you'd really like oh wow what a great book um we were talking about (laughs) we were at lunch and I was like you should read it like I know like here's what everyone says about it here's how I felt but like you should read it and then she like I wasn't expecting you to do it right away then you did it and then yeah you I feel like you caught up so fast too because I feel like we all finished that's another reason why this episode is so significant because it's like Brandy and I's like one year anniversary like coming up um, yeah I started finishing this series I started addicted to you on March 24th Wow. When did you when did you finish it? I finished some kind of perfect or addicted you or some kind of perfect. Some kind of perfect. Um April twenty second. See, like that's so I did it wow. under a month. Just under that's a month, under, ten books. Yeah. And I was reading um I was reading the Clifton Forge series mixed in there as well. Wow. <laughs> oh, but anyway, but I yeah. read the addicted series and then it fucked up my reading for the rest of the year. Because it was, like, very hard. Like, I was in such a slump afterwards, and it took me, like, months to get out yeah, of it. Yeah, I think... And then I read the Magnolia Parks. Magnolia Parks, yeah, like, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> it, yeah. it was, like, a two-hitter. Oh, my god. One-two oh. punch. Yeah. I remember, like, and I think all of us, like, felt kind of similar. I know Caleb read this, like, significantly before Kendra and I did, but I remember finishing that and being, like, exactly what you're saying, Kendra. Like, I was like, fuck, like, I'm never going to feel like this again yeah. and not that I'm saying that these are the best written books I've ever read or anything or like my favorite characters well uh, I'm not even saying like these are the best things ever that exist this is the best whatever but I the feelings that I had yeah. while reading the series I was like I don't know if I'm gonna feel like this again and then Magnolia Parks happened and I was like fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah I like well, Magnolia yeah. Parks more than the Addicted series um which I is no I'll secret to, yeah I think I'll have to wait until Magnolia is finished to make that call for myself. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it was just so, it's just so clear, but we'll have to do a whole other episode on Magnolia Parks because that series oh, is like 100%, a trip. 100% we will. They're just, yeah. 
There are just certain things I think Jesse Hastings yeah. does eons I, better than. I think that the writing in Magnolia Parks is a million times better. Maybe I shouldn't shit on this series that we're about to talk about right now. Yeah, but we still. Anyways, love into we it. Love this. <laughs> we'll loop yeah, back we to Magnolia Parks another time. I know. So if you've listened to us talk this long, you're probably like, "What is even the Addicted series?" If you don't know, the Addicted series is a ten book series that is technically comprised of two separate series. So you'll hear people say you have the Addicted series and then you have the Callaway Sisters series. Go into this though, knowing that it's just one big 10 book series. And I don't know why, yeah, like I don't know why the authors, Kristen Becker Ritchie, they're twins by the way, who wrote this entire thing. And they were like my age, like 20 in their like very early twenties, they started this series, which I think is like incredible to be honest. Um, I don't know why they don't market this as like a 10 book series because even they tell you at the start of each book, here's how we want you to read it. And it's reading all 10 books in order. But then when you go to look them up, it's like, here's the Addicted series. Here's the Callaway Sisters series. And then people tell you that you can like read them separately. Don't do that. It will fuck you up um, very badly. And it pisses me off every time I see someone who's like, oh, well, I only read the five books in the Addicted series, or I only read the Callaway Sisters series. I'm like, you know how much It just you're... wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense. Um, but yeah. the Addicted series is a 10-book series that uh, follows Lily Calloway and her two sisters, Rose Calloway and Daisy Calloway, and it follows them over like the span of years as they navigate addiction, love, family, and fame, because these girls come from a super rich family based out of Philadelphia. Their dad owns the equivalent of what is like the Coke company or the Pepsi company. What is their soda called again? Fizzle. Fizzle, yeah. Um, So they are like stupid rich, uh, their entire family. And the series kicks off though with Lily Calloway, who is a sex addict. And that's why uh, it's called the Addicted Series, because she is an addict. And it fo- uh, follows her and her best friend, Lauren, who goes by Lo, who is an alcoholic. And they've been best friends since they were little kids. Um, and in order to hide their separate addictions from their families, they agree to start fake dating in high school. And this actually allows them to enable each other's addictions. So Lily just keeps on, you know, feeding her sex addiction and Lo keeps feeding his alcoholism. Um, and the series, the first book, Addicted to You, starts with them in college, sort of at like, I don't know if it would be considered the height of their addictions. Would you say it was like the height of Addicted to You? I think they're like approaching a peak that like yeah. Yeah. within the book. Yeah. So it starts with them uh, both like pretty down in the dumps of their addictions and they are fake dating still. Uh, and we see that, that fake. Years. Yeah, they're three years into fake dating and we see that fake relationship turn into something real which in any other fake dating book you're like yeah that's great like that's what I want to happen but when their like relationship turns into something real I feel like that makes things like worse for them because it just allows them to enable each other even more and the series just sort of kicks off from there and it pulls in um, Lily's two sisters and you see them find love as well so you have Rose Calloway who whose love interest is Connor who you'll hear a lot about because that's Kayla's like number one person ever uh connor also comes from like a super rich family his family owns like a a conglomerate of businesses right like it's like johnson and johnson so they produce like any and everything oh i forgot to mention lo is also super rich and his family owns a baby like supply company so diapers strollers it's called helco 
which is just so funny that his father, who is a very interesting man, runs a baby company because his dad is not a good dad. So it's interesting that he's making baby supplies. Um, So you have Rose and Connor, and then you have her, the youngest Calloway sister, Daisy, and her love interest is a guy named Reich, who uh, comes into Lillian Lowe's life during college and plays a very interesting role. And yeah, each couple gets, Lillian Lowe have the most books. They have five books, which is the entire Addicted series. And then Rose and Connor have two books and Reich and Daisy have two books. And then there is an epilogue to the reading order in specifics now, unless you guys want to add anything else. No, I'll just say like for a little bit, we're going to talk spoiler free. Um, so that if you haven't read the series, hopefully you are still sticking around, but you can stick around for a while before we start to really go in depth with each book. Um, so yeah, let's talk, let's talk reading order. Um, the first three books are Addicted to You, uh, a novella called Ricochet, and then Addicted for Now. Those are the first three books. Those are all three of those are Lily and Lowe. You need to read those three first in that order. Those are Lily and Lowe's books. And then after Addicted for Now, uh, that's when you we start to integrate the Callaway Sisters series. So next is Kiss the Sky, which is Rose and Connor's book. And then Hot House Flower, which is Reich and Daisy's book. And then we go back to Lily and Lowe POV for Thrive and Addicted After All. Back to the Callaway Sister series for Fuel the Fire and Long Way Down. And then Some Kind of Perfect, which is the epilogue novel that was just mentioned. After those, there are the the Bad Reputation duet, which are, it was just from the perspective of two characters who you meet throughout the Addicted Calloway Sister series, which we consider those part of the series. Yes, yeah. I would. They're not, yeah. they're not necessary. Like, obviously, the, the ones that you mentioned, Brandy, all the way to Some Kind of Perfect are all necessary for the whole, the series as a whole. The Bad Rep duet is not necessary, but it's like a nice addition and it's and I think like as you read the series you you'll be like wait I want to read about these characters too yeah definitely yeah yeah and then um there is a second gen series called the like a series which follows a lot of the kids from the series which we're not even going to touch today maybe in the future we will it won't be nice (laughs) if you do it'll be negativity for about an hour yeah yeah the like of series is to say. <laughs> their to books say. with words and characters and plot. Are any of them good? Debatable. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is the reading order, and that is the like in our opinion the absolute necessary reading order. Do not read just mm-hmm. the Addicted series. Do not read just the Callaway Sister series. It is one big series that is ten books long. That might sound intimidating understandable maybe the series isn't for you if that is the case yeah or take your time you don't have to binge it like we did i know like um our friend kimmy at kimmy's books she read the books like over a span of months and i think that that's yeah Mm -hmm. i think that that's helpful and if you can't remember this reading order it's listed in the front of every single book like this is how the authors kristen becca want you to read it anyways so Mm -hmm. yeah so and once you get into the series like it's my opinion and I think you guys probably share it that like it it sounds really intimidating but these books read really easy um and they read really fast like the stories are really easy to follow you're really sucked into the world so yeah 
um, that is, that's the reading order. Um, I want to ask you guys to do like rapid fire. We should do favorite couple, favorite character, and favorite book. Okay. Kayla, you start. Kayla, yeah. Okay, I'll start. Well, it's to these people. It is no surprise who my favorite couple is. My favorite couple is Rose and Connor. They're kind of the whole reason that I read the series. Like I said, like I'm pretty sure a TikTok of Connor Cobalt is what drew me into the series in the first place. Um. So, and and I, we talked about in a previous episode, Rose Calloway is one of my favorite female main characters of all time. But if you were to ask me, like, my favorite character from the series, I think, I think I would pick Connor, which is, like, I feel no so surprise. bad <laughs> Well, I feel bad saying because, like, Rose is, like, that's my queen, you know what I mean? But, like, I have to, I think I have to pick Connor just because of yeah. his character growth in the series. And then my favorite book. And we're not including, in our favorite book, we're not going to include some kind of perfect, the epilogue novel, because like we just feel like that kind of like sits on its own, you know? Yeah. So just from the first nine books of the series, my favorite is Fuel the Fire, which I think a lot of people have like mixed emotions on. But for me, if you are a Kabbalah waste, like Stan, like I am, I think that that's usually people's favorite. Um, and that is my favorite book. And I annotated Kayla, it. Yeah, I was saying Kayla annotated it for me, and it was so nice. And my, I always remember she drew like someone on their knees, like a figure <laughs> on their knees. I forget which part, but I thought it was like the cutest thing ever. And you were like this. Like, no, I am together, no like, artist. Range. I am no uh, artist. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Rapid fire. Okay, favorite couple for me. I always say it's a tie because um, Lily and Lo are everything soulmates like how they love each other not many people are going to find that type of love in their lifetime and then I would also say Rose and Connor too and it's because of Fuel the Fire where I feel like their love really like solidified itself for me um what they go through and withstand as a couple is unmatched and like the way they talk about like Rose and Connor the way they express their love through words is just so beautiful like I would pay good money for anyone to speak about me the way that they speak <laughs> to each other um so yeah that's favorite favorite couple I would tie it it really depends on the day because sometimes I'm like I'm I just want Lily alone and then sometimes I just want Kabbalah and sometimes it's both um my favorite character this was kind of hard I put Lily Hale just because I feel very protective over her um she is like my child and I feel like she made me feel very seen and understood as like a woman who has not always been like the most put together with her own sex life. Like that she is great. Love her. And she gets a lot of hate. Um, but I, I think she's incredible and I'm just so proud of her for everything that she overcomes. And then my favorite book is Addicted After All, which is Lily and Lowe's last book in the series or last book from their POV in the series. My favorite couple really easily for me is Lily and Lo. Like I love Rose and Connor. I really do. But like, not a question for me of who's my favorite. I love Lily and Lo so much. They're my favorite by a mile. Um, favorite character is so hard. I'm going to be like, I'm going to do like a little bit of a cop out here because I just don't <laughs> think that Lily's character exists without Lo. And I don't think Lo's character exists yeah. without Lily. So I have a really, really hard time choosing between the two of them. And I, I don't know. They just, like, complement each other so perfectly and exist in, like, this bubble together that I, I can't, like, 
pick between them. So Lily and Lo are my favorite couple, or our favorite characters, as well as being my favorite couple, like independently too. I that is kind of like a contradiction because I said they can't exist without each other, but like their individual character and personality, I love so much. If I had to pick, I guess I'd pick Lauren. But and then my favorite book is Addicted After All, which, like Kendra said, is Lily and Lo's like final book from their POV. Have you guys heard that TikTok sound? It's like, what's your favorite? Or it's from like Zoolander, I think. And it's like, what's your favorite? Oh, Everyone's yeah. Favorite food? Water with a lemon slice. Water with a lemon slice. <laughs> That's like me. Um, my favorite couple is Lily and Lo. My favorite characters are Lily and Lo. My favorite book is Addicted After All, which is Lily and Lo's book. <laughs> so, very solidly a Lilo girly. Okay. Reich and Daisy, nowhere to be found. <laughs> we, we'll get into Reich and Daisy. I personally like Reich and Daisy as a couple. That's me too. <laughs> we like. We will like get into their, yeah, we will get into their books. So if you are a Reich and Daisy stan, don't misunderstand at least me. Maybe not so many people in this book. You can misunderstand me. Brandy's the only no, one that would die on itself. No. I like Reich and Daisy. They're just well, my least favorite couple. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And we will we will discuss a little bit more when we get into spoilers, which I think at this point yeah. we can start talking spoilers. So mm-hmm. if you haven't read the series you should definitely leave because we will talk about anything and everything in this next portion for sure. Yeah. Um, For the spoiler portion, we are just going to go book by book and basically talk about just a quick synopsis of what happens in the book, the main events, and then our personal favorite quotes, our personal favorite scenes, um, any pivotal moments, etc. And like I said, we're going to talk about anything and everything. So if you haven't read, again, please leave final warning all right so the first book uh is addicted to you and this one obviously introduces us to the world of lily and lauren and their addictions so they're again they're you know childhood friends who are fake dating to cover up their addictions from their families so when reading this book you guys like what parts stick out to you like when you think of this book first what comes to mind yeah um the first thing that I think of when I think of this book is just like Lily and Lo hitting their rock bottom, which happens in this book. Hitting their rock bottom independently and together and in their addictions, I mean. So Lily is becoming increasingly more dangerous with her sexual habits, both like, um, you know, like the actual health of it all, like not be using protection with people she doesn't know, like that kind of stuff. And a lot of that is because she's hurting about the feelings that she has for Lauren. And she's like battling this feeling of like feeling like she, there's no way she could possibly deserve somebody like Lauren. Cause she loves him so much already because even though they are fake dating, both of them have very real feelings for each other. They're best friends, right? They've been best friends since they were like six. So that's happening. And then, that kind of, like that resolves a little bit because they admit their feelings for each other and Lily's Doing able a great to say, scene too. Yeah, which we can talk about too. But they admit their feelings to each other and Lily's able to stay faithful to Lauren at the beginning of their relationship, like their real relationship, which is something she worried about. But around that same time, Lo is like hitting his rock bottom of like his alcoholism. It's just like getting worse and worse, getting himself into like really again dangerous situations with you know getting drunk at parties and getting into fights and all that stuff and yeah so 
I think of the pain as much as like I love Lillian Lowe and there's so many sweet moments, funny moments in this book, like moments of getting to know their characters. Like when I think of this book, the first thing I think about is just like the pain that they're going through this whole time throughout this book. Like they're both so broken throughout the whole book and like they're trying to piece each other back together, but they don't have the tools to be able to do that for each other while they're both battling their own addictions. And I just think it's, it's a lot yeah, and this book is, the first two books are only from Lily's point of view, um, which I found to be really interesting, because I think in this book, Lauren's character still comes across the page so well from her point of view, um, so then when we do get to his point of view, like, I was already in pain from seeing him from Lily's point of view, and then getting to his, like, it just made everything ten times oh worse. God. I was like, I want uh, low POV so bad. No, yeah, and then we get boys. it, and you're like... Okay. Yeah. You know what I think about a lot though with this book actually is the first time we meet Lo in this book and it's him it's like the how the book opens. Lily just like slept with this random guy like always. Uh and Lo's picking her up and is like playing this yeah. like very protective boyfriend. Uh and like trying to like pull her together and like it's kind of like chastising her a little bit, like, come on, like you know, we have somewhere to be, like their drivers outside waiting for them to they were like going to like a family brunch or something. Is that where they were going? Yeah, they were maybe they had to be somewhere with like they had to be somewhere to do something and they needed to be on time. I just found it so it's very interesting how he was like chastising her and like wanting her to be ready, but then at the same time, like he's drunk. Like yeah, he's oh, off yeah. his rocker. So yeah. a lot of this book is them kind of like you see them enable each other. I think that kind of the worst in this book. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is just it's a lot. I was like thrown off guard when I like first went into it. I was like, oh, like this is real. When I think of this book, one of the first things that comes to mind is the scene on the family yacht when they're all together and this is when they decide to like make their relationship real when Lauren is like basically like like let me be enough for you and this is also when I think when they do make their relationship real it's when their addictions become even more heightened because they're enabling each other now in sort of a different way um where it is real and so then you know, Lowe is constantly trying to satiate Lily, but it's never enough type of thing, right? But this is also where we get one of the iconic quotes from Lauren Hale. And Brandy, are you wearing that sweatshirt right now? It is, but this isn't, that's yeah. not the scene where he says it. It isn't? No, he says I, it. Oh, he a says party. it later. Yeah. He says it later. Me being a fake fan. It's no. Okay. But you can no, still, no. you want to talk about your sweatshirt, what it says? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the iconic <laughs> quote is? Yeah, um, I like literally just sprinted out halfway through when we were recording this. I'm like, why am I not wearing my Lauren Hale fucks better sweatshirt? My sweatshirt just literally says the sentence Lauren Hale fucks better, which is the iconic quote Kayla was talking about. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's what he tells her in order to help keep her from fucking other guys. From Uh, cheating on him, yeah. And it's the hottest thing. but still, like, it is kind of sad that you think when you think yeah. about it, because terrified. They're in a set, like, they're having a conversation where Lily's like, I don't know if I even trust myself. Like, how can you trust me to stay faithful to you? And he's like, I do trust you, but you're making me feel like I shouldn't. She's like, I'm just irrationally freaking out about it. And he's like, how about this? How about 
every single time you think about fucking another guy, you just repeat the sentence to yourself. Lauren Hale fucks better. Oh. <laughs> Randy, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I love him so much. And then, but like, Lily's so sweet because immediately she was like, no, I'm going to have a different mantra for myself. And it's, I will not cheat on Lauren Hale. And she repeats that to herself so much when she's like really struggling with her addiction. And we'll talk about more of that in Ricochet. Did y'all but... think that she was going to cheat at all? I kind of did. Uh, I, I thought she would do it, but know. it would be... Because she's a sex addict, so the circumstances are different, right? So, like, we knew that it would be something that, like, she... I'm not saying it would be out of her control, but, like, it kind of... I knew that if she were to have done it, it would have been... Is excuse the right word? Like, it, they would, it would have been something they worked through. She would have been... Dealt with, she would have had a lot of shame around it, but I was like, expecting it to happen. I honestly didn't. I think my brain was just working too much. I was like, it's a romance novel. I feel like they're not going to write yeah. her cheating in it. But I do think in a world where that did happen, if Lily did cheat on Lauren, I think Lauren would have absolutely, like you said, kind of been like, oh yeah, we're working through this. It'll be okay. Yeah. Like whatever. Like he loves her too much for that. Do you know what I just remembered? To help people really understand the height of Lily's addiction, this girl is in college. She's in a classroom. She watches no. She watches porn in class to like satiate herself. And something happens with the sound and it plays out loud for the entire class. One thing that you will learn about Krista and Becca Richie, they love to embarrass their parents. And that is one of the most embarrassing moments in the entire. This girl was in class watching porn. And that's so, like, it's funny to, like, think about. But it's, like, sad. Like, yeah, that's insane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah she was, she was down bad. What about you, Kayla? I know you said you the, the yacht scene, but. What do I think about? I also, I mean, I think about the end when, um, you know, Lily is going to therapy and then Lo is going to go to rehab. And then, you know, Lo tells her, you know, wait for me. I need you to wait for me, right? Because he's going to be gone for like a couple months, like three, three months-ish. And so, you know, she has to say, stay faithful to him and has to be able to also learn how to control her compulsions without him and so that's like a a massive piece and then I also think about like the introductions to the other characters yeah Um, so like obviously we meet obviously our sisters but also we meet Connor we meet Reich and I also think a lot about the difference in Connor's character in the first three books than we do like in the fourth book because he's kind of different in especially in like the first two verses, yeah, when we actually get into his head in the fourth book. But um, I, I think honestly the biggest part of this book though is Reich's character introduction. I think it's like such a pivotal moment because you meet Reich. They uh, he's at a Halloween party and Lo mm-hmm. is like drunk off his ass. Is this where the is this the same party where Lauren's like Lauren Hill fucks better? So it's that yeah. party. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a huge party. Um, Lauren like steals this guy's like super expensive alcohol gets in a fight Reich sees the fight helps like break it up and then they all like pile into the car so everyone's there it's like Lily Rose Connor and uh Reich now at this party and Reich just like keeps coming around after that and he's Mm -hmm. like and he's very uh 
It's like mm-hmm. under the guise of of writing a story or something. Yeah, because like he he notices that he notices that Lo has a problem with alcohol. So the next time he comes around, he like is really in Lily's face about it. He's like, you know, like he's drinking a lot, right? Like, what are you doing about that? Let me c- keep coming around. I'll say I'm writing a story because uh, he's like a journalism major. Oh God, Reich is a journalist. That's so funny. he's a journalism <laughs> major at this time while also on his school's track team. And he keeps coming around, coming around. And the whole time you're like, why Like, why is this guy so invested in this stranger that like he just met at a party? Um, and then it's revealed that Reich is actually, this mm-hmm. is such a massive spoiler, which I'm so glad this was not spoiled for me going in because it was me such either. a great reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reich is Lowe's half-brother. They share a dad and they've never met each other. He was always sort of like kept in the dark, lived with his mom. Uh, and Reich knew of Lauren's yeah. existence, mm-hmm. but Lauren did not know. So that's why, existence. that's why he kept coming around. And there's this uh, really pivotal moment at like a fundraiser or something towards the end of the book. Lily and Lowe are like really going through it with their addictions, um, and it's revealed to Lowe that Reich is his brother, and that's sort of I think like rock bottom for Lowe in this book. And that is like kind of the final push where he's like, okay, I yeah, I need to go to rehab. I have to go to rehab. I have to get myself together. I have to be a better person um so yeah you find out that reich is actually lo's brother which i thought was just such a nice twist it is the i call it the boy meets world of it all because the same thing happens in what i will die on this hill that krista and becca ritchie were huge boy meets world fans because they ripped straight from that show a lot of storylines um sean hunter and lauren hell are the exact same person one is rich one is poor that's the (laughs) only difference in their life um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think Reich, his introduction is probably my favorite. Um, yeah, Connor's is one. also really good because Connor comes in as like Lily's tutor and you know that he has a history with Rose, which like we haven't even scratched the surface of that history and addicted to you. Like it seems so minor, like, oh, they just probably like ran into each other. But then you learn as the series goes on that they've been like revolving around each other for years mm. and years and years. And it's beautiful. And this is when he asks her on a date for the first time too. Like this is when they go on their first date. Which is so interesting to to enter Kiss the Sky with them already in a relationship. I think was so fun because, you know, in a a long interconnected series like this, like every single first book for a character or for a couple, like, oh, this is them like falling in love. This is them getting together. This is how their relationship starts. It can get a little old right like it could have that potential to get old so we got to see the start of Lily and Lowe's relationship but they already had history as friends when we start Rose and Connor's books from their POV they are already in a relationship and obviously they go through their own struggles throughout that book but they're already together and then Reich and Daisy we get to see like the entire thing really of them like from the bits and pieces in the other books and there was a lot of build-up for Reich and Daisy too which honestly looking back probably should have could have been done a little differently but um yeah they're they're, that's so true that's the only couple that you get like a traditional I guess like start which um I enjoy yeah and then we haven't really talked I know you said you guys said that like we meet the other sisters but like Rose's character so solidly established in this book as like because there are four Callaway sisters there are four all girls, four sisters in this family, and Rose and Lily. Like Lily has really, really isolated herself from her family. She's not really close with any of her sisters because of her addiction. Um, she just like 
doesn't want to lie to them, so she just doesn't go around them. Like, she she goes to family functions when it's necessary, but she doesn't actively involve herself in her sibling's life. But, like, Rose always, always makes a point of involving herself in Lily's life because she loves her sisters so much. She's such a good sister. She's the second oldest. Lily's the third oldest. And Daisy's the youngest. We don't really meet. I mean, we meet the oldest sister, Poppy, but she's not actively involved in the series Which I think is so weird. They should have just made Rose... The oldest. The oldest. Because, yeah, yeah, Poppy yeah. is so irrelevant in this Serves entire... no purpose. <laughs> I yeah. feel like her... Poppy's husband has more of a role yeah. in this series than Poppy herself. Yeah. yeah, but Rose's character is just so solidly established in this one, which I thought was so well done. Like, she has a really, really strong personality. She's very, very type A. She's a fixer. And one of the most beautiful moments in this book isn't even between Lily and Lo. Like, it's when Rose finds out about Lily's addiction, it is just, I was, I remember being like, <laughs> like, I like that kind of crying when I was reading it for the first time, because I, it's just so beautiful because Lily has so much shame surrounding her addiction. Mm-hmm. Like she, she is not in denial that she has a problem. Like she knows that she does. She feels horrible about it. She's hitting her rock bottom around the same time that Kendra was talking about where Lowe's hitting his rock bottom they're like careening there together and Rose is just like such a solid force in Lily's life. And Kayla, do you have the quote pulled up by chance? Right before Lo is going to rehab, Lily's kind of thinking back on everything. And this, this is a small quote, but I just thought it was so poignant and really drove home the fact. Um, but it says in the end, it was not a boy who helped me. It was my sister. I just think that that really drives home the fact that like Rose is so fiercely loyal and protective of all of her sisters. But the specific moment that you were talking about, uh, Brandy, is when she says, you cannot get rid of me, Lily. Nothing you do or say will make me leave. If you don't tell me now, then I'll hear it, hear of it in a year, three years, five years, a decade. I'll wait for you to tell me. I love you. You're my sister. That will never change. Okay. I was not expecting her, I don't know what I thought her reaction would be, but it wasn't that. So the fact that it was that was just so refreshing. Because Lily has so much anxiety over her family finding out because she she was expecting the worst. So I think maybe that's where I was leaning to as well. Like, oh, this is going to go bad. Especially because of how together Rose is in her life. Like, I thought she would look at Lily and be like, what are you doing? Like this. But she was so understanding of it all, which I think is just so beautiful. Yeah, and she's like, we're going to we're going to get you a therapist. We're going to help you recover. Like we're going to find out what's best for you. You're moving in with me. I'm going to take care of you. Like it really like Rose, Rose was the reason that Lily got healthy. Like I love Lauren so much, but like, obviously they were just enabling each other. They were where they were in their lives. They were so unhealthy for each other in this book, even though they were so in love. Had it been (sighs) just the two Lily and Lo, they would not have made it. Oh, they would have died. Yeah. They would not have made it. Yeah. Um. And I, I mean, another like common thread and, you know, it's mentioned so many times throughout the series, but like, so Rose is the one who helped Lily, but the one who helped Low was right. Like, yeah. right? like that. He's such a massive part and he is the part in he Lo getting healthy. He and Reich and Rose, it's so interesting because they both do the exact same thing with different approaches, mm-hmm. but they never give up on their siblings. Like they will always, always, always be there. You know what it makes me think of? That quote from yours truly where he's like, love shows up. Yeah. Like that is Reich and Rose. Like they kept showing up. And I'm, I mean, 
not to become like the biggest Reich person, but Reich as a brother is truly one of the He's, best yes, parts absolutely. of the series. Oh yeah, because he saved Lord's life. He, he, in my opinion, he did not owe Lo anything, right? Like mm-hmm. he based it, he based everything off of the fact that they just shared a dad and he knew how shitty their dad was. So he thought, let me at least help this guy out. Like, and he just kept showing up. And it, and also one thing that we forgot to mention, Reich himself is sober. He had one bad incident with alcohol in his teens. He like got in a car crash, I believe. Well, he was he drinking too much. Yeah. 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 Um, He was drinking too much, got in a car crash, gave it up. And I think having that, allowed him to really help with low and he identifies yeah as a recovering alcoholic too which i find so interesting because most people like if they drank the way reich did they would have just been like okay well like i had a a problem yeah i had a problem but like i overcame it and then also one thing to know is that their dad jonathan if you think low is an alcoholic jonathan is like what anything above an alcoholic that is what (laughs) low's dad jonathan is he is like he can't breakfast lunch and dinner yeah yeah without alcohol um, so it definitely runs in their family, which is really sad. But it's it is beautiful that Reich was just there for him yeah. and helped him so much. Ugh. And I like I know we talked about how much we love Lo, but like Lo's a fucking asshole. Like he is he, so oh yeah. he's he he's hard to get along with, and he's a dick to Reich. Yeah. He's a dick to everybody but it's, Lily in this book. Like even sometimes to Lily when he's drunk too. Like he's kind of an mm-hmm. asshole. So like in this book, he's so hard to get along with, and Reich just keeps showing up sorry yeah. Kayla, what were you saying no no i was just gonna say especially in the first you know few books lo is not a nice person like he's no. just he's just not nice i will say like um, as it goes on it gets funnier especially because uh in this book you learn that rose and lo do not get along hate what yeah, like they hate each other. other and like not to speak ill of women but <laughs> lo bodies rose every single every time, time. <laughs> Like they will go back and forth, and Lowe's comeback will always be better than Rose's. And I, like, oh, it's so he's good. Mean. And then it's crazy because then you get into his POV, and he's saying these really horrible things that are cutting people so deeply. And then in his head, he's like, "I'm such a fucking asshole. I'm such a fucking yeah. asshole." Oh, my broken baby. You <laughs> mentioned how he like low bodies Rose every single time, and that reminded me of this highlight that I have when Connor is getting ready for their date. And Connor says, I have to figure out what I'm going to wear tonight. And Lo says, are you serious? You're going on a date with the devil. All you need is some pepper spray and a fire excuse. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so quick with it. It's hilarious. Like, some of the yeah. best moments from uh, the series are between Lo and Rose. And then I'm I, think- I do love their relationship. They have a- And it's because his dad is a dick to him. He learned yeah. all like all of his asshole tendencies come from his dad. Yeah. Like he has to be oh, quick. He right, has right. to have that wit. He has to have, be able to like fight back because his dad's constantly verbally grew, abusing him. He grew up without a mom. Motherless behavior. Like I yeah, can blame everything that Lo does on not having a mom. <laughs> not having a mom. Um, anything else with that first? Oh, book? one thing I want to know There's about the first so book because this is a common complaint that I see, which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, people don't like that there's no smut in this book. They they read it and they're like, "Why?" It's a, about a sex addict, but everything is fade to black. And at first, I was like, "Well, yeah, maybe," because the rest of the series is pretty explicit. I think it gets more explicit as it goes along. But then I think back to the fact that in this book, Lily is so deep into her addiction. 
I don't think I would want to want, yeah, no. see that. It's not, be not hot. It's yeah. not pleasurable in any in any way. Like she's doing this because it's how she can survive. Like she literally cannot function if she does not get off. Um, and yeah, it's just it's like, sad. So it's I. Sunny. I kind of like that there's no fade to black. And also we had so much to say about this book just now. Like so much happens in this book, but it's so short. It's amongst the shortest in the series. Yeah. This is like the second shortest book besides Ricochet, which I called a novella earlier. Isn't it? I, they they consider it, it to be a novella. A novel. Okay. But, but it doesn't, it's a little longer than I, a typical yeah. novella. They do so such a good job of establishing, like they set up the rest of the series really, really beautifully in this first one, which is why I'm going to say that we, I, I truly do think we could spend 30 minutes talking about every single one of these books, um, but we'll try yeah. and move through the rest of them at a, a slightly yeah. brisker pace. But we had to like, obviously, because we meet all six main characters in this book. Um, yeah. I would say we, we spend the least amount of time with Daisy in this oh, book yeah. because she's she... 15. Yeah, she's 15 in this book. She still lives at home. We just know that she is a model and has kind of a tumultuous relationship with her mom at the moment. She uh, doesn't really come like into the main core six picture till probably addicted for now. I yeah, would say. Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think in Ricochet too, there's Oh, she Oh, the birthday party. There is a moment, yeah, there is a like a, she's at like a party with Lily. Which yeah, the whole book we, starts with them at yeah, New Year's. We can we can lead into Ricochet. Basically, yeah. it just bridges the gap between addicted to you and addicted for now. And so Lily's goal is to say celibate for 90 days, and then Lauren is in rehab. And it's like, what, only like 200 pages, yeah. maybe? Yeah. At the, den, at the end of Addicted to You, as Kayla mentioned, Lauren's going to rehab. He asks Lily to wait for him. So he's going to rehab for 90 days, and he has very intentionally asked Lily to wait for him to like in an attempt for her to be a healthier as well because like now Rose is helping her they're getting her a therapist she's moving in with Rose she's gonna stay celibate for 90 days and he well yeah from celibate from other people for 90 days and he is going to rehab for 90 days yeah um and, and that is the book, premise of Ricochet. this book also does um a really good job of giving you more of a backstory on Lily and Lo. So I think if you get through the first book and you're like, okay, but like, what was life like for them when they first started fake dating? Like, how did they even like really fall for one another? Um, or like, how did they enable each other pre-college? This book has a lot of flashbacks in it, which I think really helped me understand mm-hmm. Lily better as a character and like really understand her addiction better. Like, I think something that the twins do really good, and by the twins, I mean... KBR, they um, they Lily's addiction and Lowe's addiction very well, and they handle it with a lot of care and a lot of nuance as well. Like it's not a one size fits all. Like they make it very specific to Lily, but that's what I think makes it even more relatable. Yeah, I think it gives so much context for why Lily and Lowe fell into their addictions as well. Like what has happened in their childhood that led them there. You find out a lot about how Lily's basically neglected by her mm-hmm. parents. It's like, don't, her dad works too much and her mom doesn't care about her. Cause in, in Samantha Calloway's eyes, which is Lily's mom, like Lily's never been good at anything. Like Rose is a genius. Poppy was the perfect daughter. Daisy's a model. Lily's just kind of there. So when she develops this friendship with Lauren, her parents are like, great. We don't have to worry about her anymore. Like, She's friends with Lauren. They're going to get married when they're older. Like, they're already, like, shipping them or whatever. And they're like, she's set for life. We don't have to care about her. So Lily, in her head, has put together, like, the, her only value in her family's life is her relationship to this man or to this boy at that point, right? 
And she's not cognizant of that, obviously, but that is kind of what leads her down this path of like, am I only worth something in connection to men? Yeah. And she's going through these like super intense therapy sessions. And I remember just feeling like, I felt like I was in therapy a lot of the time because she's like exploring her sexuality from the time that she was a kid until now. And I, I, I had never seen sex um, explored in that way before and it made it so relatable because I was like wait I was like not to put my business on blast like I was a super sexually active to an extent like young person and I was filled with a lot of shame so like to see another character who like had the same ideals but like having this therapist who was like okay but like it kind of wasn't your fault it was like the environment that you were in and like the lack of information and like all these other factors Um, and I think that's one thing Ricochet does really well it's a very depressing book I think it's a lot of people's least favorite because a Lauren, he's in rehab, and this book is the last book that's only in Lily's POV, so he's barely there. We get, like, a few scenes with him over the phone um, and, like, in the flashbacks, but in present day, he's not there, and it's just really sad and depressing because Lily's just, like, unpacking all this trauma that she kept buried, and then at the end of the book, she has this breakthrough, and she's like, oh, shit, it was, like, me being neglected by my mother and, like, always being pushed to the side that kind of led me down this path because you learn that she, like, lost her virginity when she was, like... 13 she was so young that's crazy and like to give more like context behind like what she was doing when she was like at the height of her addiction she would like let guys run trains on her she would have sex in like public places like I think at one point she said the entire was it like a soccer team or something like she just sat in this room and like every guy just took a turn with her and that is like I, I just, my heart she, breaks for her. Over, yeah. And then she went to Lauren's house and cried about it after it yeah. happened. It's, it was, it's really, it's really, really, really sad and hard to read because it is just like Lily, like literally working through her pain and her addiction yeah. in this book. And I think that's why it's a lot of people's least favorite. There's not a whole lot of joy in this book. Mm-mm. Oh, you know yeah. what else? You learned that Lily, I don't know if this is from the first book or this, or this book, you learned that Lily actually took Lowe's virginity. So she had already lost hers and then she took his. I think you learn it that in the first book and then you see it. In yeah. Book. Which I, that's crazy to me. And that part is happened. so fucking sad too. It's like a little bit like sweet because obviously like Lo was already in love with her at that point, but it's also fucking sad because in that moment, Lily sees that Lo is sad. He just got to a fight with his dad. She's like, he's sad. The only way that I can cheer mm-hmm. him up is to have sex with him because that's all I'm good at. Oh God, I love them so much. It's so sad. I just want to protect them with my life. You mentioned like her, like the therapy sessions that she goes through and there's like, um, you know, moments when she's talking about like how she wasn't to her mother. She didn't feel like she was sociable and congenial like Poppy. She wasn't smart like Rose. She wasn't like really pretty like Daisy. And she says like, she says the quote is, I think, I was something she wished she could return, like a generic handbag, but she couldn't. So she just acted like I didn't exist. And then she kind of comes to this realization that, like, she let me spend night at nights at Lowe's, she let me do whatever I wanted, but I think that freedom turned out to be as suffocating as her control, yep. which I think is like the whole crux behind, like, why she does what she does, right? It's like so she just sad. never felt, she just never felt loved, she never felt worthy enough. Um, and then, you know, her therapist is like, you have to like, you got to stop punishing yourself. You know, you're human too. And you hurt just like the rest of us. And that's okay. Yeah. So she, she downplays her own pain a lot too. 
Yeah. Um, Also, um, Reich really steps up in this book too, which Mm -hmm. I found to be really interesting because Lauren's in rehab that Reich is paying for, by the way, uh, which I found like, which is so expensive. And again, like just makes him an incredible brother because he did not have to do that. So he's paying for Lo to be at rehab and he's like keeping watch over Lily because I think Reich is still at this point very apprehensive of Lily. Like he knows like she's a sex addict, but I don't think he fully understands like all of it. Like it's very, very established in these books that because we talked about Rose and Reich are like the ones who t- took care of Lily and Lo, mm-hmm. um, like Rose is team Lily, Reich yeah. is team Lo. So Reich is scared that like he doesn't really think that Lo and Lily should be together. He understands that they're in love. He understands that they're going to be together whether he wants them to or not. But he's like, you guys are unhealthy for each other and you shouldn't be together. Yeah. Yeah, And he understands Lowe's addiction because he himself identifies as an alcoholic, but he did not really understand Lily's addiction and how it works. And I want to say it's like towards the end of this book where he finally does understand it and like comes around um, for her. Or it's either in this book or in Addictive for now. But I know <laughs> I keep mentioning Kimmy because Kimmy was a big part of my Addictive reading journey as well alongside Kayla. And Kimmy loves that Reich like went off on Lily and like told her about herself which I don't know if I love that but I get where he was coming from because like you said he was so adamantly team low and I think he he did say some things that like she needed to hear I think he could have said it a little nicer um but there I think Lily and Reich's relationship in this book is just really really interesting um yeah and I like the role that he plays this is like when we learn a little bit more about Daisy too. There's a there's yeah. a plot point where um, because the Callaway parents are shit parents, um, Daisy wants to have her 16th birthday party on their family yacht and they send Lily basically to supervise and Reich is worried about Lily, so he goes with. So Reich and Lily are supervising Daisy's 16th birthday party on this yacht and a lot of stuff happens that we don't really need to like dig into specifics for. Um, but this is when... Right, kind of like gets a glimpse behind the veil of Lily's addiction. She kind of hits a second, like she hits a lot of rock bottoms throughout the yeah. series. Poor Lily's just like fucking going through it, and that's something that I think is explored really well about how there isn't as linear of a recovery. I, well, there's not linear recovery to any um, addiction, but like especially for sex addiction, because as I mentioned in the series, a lot like sex is a, a part of a lot of people's lives. So it's not with like low where it's like low, don't drink alcohol there you go. There's a solution that you can work towards because with Lily, she has to figure out how to have sex in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And right. Kind of sees how difficult that's going to be for her while they're supervising this trip and, and everything. So mm-hmm. any more thoughts about Ricochet? Um, I like it. And I think more people should appreciate it. Yeah. More, I agree. Cause it gives a lot of context to Lily and Lowe. Yeah, I will say that, like, when I reread the series last year, when you were reading it, Kendra, I think I definitely got a new appreciation for the first two books. Because, yeah, when I first read the series, I was like, yeah, these are fine, whatever. Um, And, I mean, I still think that they're, like, among my, if I had to pick, like, least favorite of the series. But I definitely think that they they hit a lot harder now than they used to. Kayla, are we going to talk about how you weren't that big of a fan of Lily? (gasps) When did I say that? What on earth are you talking about? Kayla, I'm not, I'm not making, literally, (laughs) I'm not making this up. You said, yeah, I wasn't her biggest fan when I read the first few books. I don't remember that, but if I did, then I apologize. I remember that with my chest. I, I remember finishing because, um, 
I, I see a lot of hate for Lily and Lo because they enable each other. I'm like, that's a whole fucking point of the fucking book. But um, I just, like, don't know how anybody could finish the first couple of books and not fall in love with them. Like, they're just so realistically flawed, um, but still, like, so in love with each other in spite of those flaws. I don't know. I just, like, I'm so in love with them. Yeah. And they actively want to be better people for each other. Yeah. Which I think is really good. Alrighty. Um, Yeah. So, which brings us to... Addicted for Now, which for me was the hardest book to read um, because, wow, does Lily just get shit on by life in this yeah. one. So in this one, Lo is back from rehab and they're now trying to navigate their lives in recovery together. They are both actively seeking to recover from their addictions or to work through their addictions to be in recovery and they're trying to do it together. And it's hard. It's really yeah. hard. And we finally get Lowe's long-awaited POV in this mm. book, which I think this is why I was so excited to get to this one, because I was like, I just want to like be inside his head. And we mentioned this earlier. I take back that statement. It is the <laughs> most painful thing, because mm-hmm. he has so much self-hatred, and but at the same time, is like trying to be so much better for Lily. Because at the start of this book, um, Lily's therapist has given them a set of rules they have to follow in order to navigate her addiction and help her learn to have sex in a healthy way. And Which Lily does not know those. Rules. Yeah. Only, only Lo does. So Lo is a keeper, and I think that put a lot of pressure on him, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A, keep her healthy, but then he also wants to keep her happy. Right. Uh, so that was a really hard thing for him to juggle this entire book. Um, and and to add yeah. to that, like throughout this whole series, like it is a very common theme in Lily and Lowe's heads, both that like they are part of each other. Like they, when one of them is hurting, the other one is hurting. Like they can't stand to see each other in pain, which is why they enable each other for so long, because like the pain of the recovery was so hard for them to stomach. So in this book, like they're watching each other just go fucking through it, and it's so painful to live in their heads while they're going through this pain but it's almost more painful to watch them watch each other go through pain because Lo would rather himself be in pain than Lily and Lily herself than Lo so watching them watch each other is like oh god they just like there's a lot of hurt in this book there's beautiful moments too but man there's so much pain in this book the the plot of this book is that at the beginning Lo receives these like anonymous messages Mm -hmm that says they essentially know that Lily is a sex addict, which up until now, they the only people that know that Lily is a sex addict um, are Rose, Connor, and Lo. That's it. She doesn't want her parents finding out. Right. She's terrified of... Oh, and Reich knows as well. She doesn't want her parents finding out because um, she doesn't want to know their reaction. Like her, We just discussed how awful her mom is and how her mom did not care for her. Um, so they're trying to figure out who knows their secret and why are they threatening so it's yeah, it's them dealing with this like blackmailer essentially and they're like trying to figure out who this blackmailer is and they go through all these different options and lots of the options were like um people that lily has been with in the past like slept with um none of those obviously pan out um and then there's also just like random little side things in this book that take place like there's this whole long portion of the book that takes place in Cancun um and we were there for two years in Cancun the trip was like fun to read about but I think it it just went on way too long yeah it was spring break was one week but it felt like we were reading it for years there were definitely fun moments 
in that book for sure. Like when all the girls are at the club and then they accidentally get drunk on absinthe. Um, that was funny to read about, although obviously we don't want them. <laughs> we don't want anything bad to happen to them. But um, yeah, and then obviously like tension between Reich and Daisy and we don't Just have to get into that. Annoying. Yeah. She's like 17 <laughs> at that point. But, um, or 16, I don't know. There's like weird... I, I I can't even. (laughs) Um, But, like, also, like, part of the reason that the Cancun trip was significant, I agree that it went on too long. Um, It establishes Reich and Daisy's friendship, Mm -hmm. definitely. But also, there was a mix-up with the room booking, and they're all Mm -hmm. sharing a room. And one of Lily's rules is that she cannot have sex in a shared space. Mm -hmm. Um, So she has to go a whole week without sex, and she has Mm -hmm. not done that since Lowe's been back. Um, so that is like a really challenging, and that is like one of the most painful parts of this book is that she makes it through that week. She does such a good job, like it's hard at times, but on the plane ride home, she and Lo are talking about how great of a job she did. They're so like, he's so proud of her. She's so proud of herself. And they're like talking about how they're going to celebrate when they get back. And they're really looking forward to it. And then on Mm -hmm. that plane ride, you find out that the person who was threatening Lo, you find out that they did leak it that Lily has a sex addiction. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. blowing up all over the news because it's like, right, this like million or billionaire daughter of this like really famous CEO. And like, of course, everybody loves a sex scandal. Um, so that blows up right as like, anytime anything good happens in the series, I'm like, okay, so now what's about? Yeah, something, something bad is going to happen. I, I was mm-hmm. devastated when we got to that part. Um it was just so sad. Cause you're right. Like you spend this entire trip in Mexico, like worried that Lily's going to break it somehow, some way. Also in Mexico, like they go through this scare with thinking that Lowe started drinking again because he's on this mm-hmm. medicine to where if he has any alcohol in his system, it'll make him violently ill. Um, so he, it turns out that he actually ate like beer battered shrimp or something that was cooked with alcohol. So it was like a false alarm, but he had to like deal with like the guilt of that and like right going off on him and being like, I can't believe you're drinking again. Like it and was Lily just was like so disappointed yeah. in him. Oh. It was rough that Cancun trip. So then you're on the plane, you're like, yeah, like finally they made it through. And then it's nope. Everyone, the one secret that they were all very good at keeping, should I say, um, it got out yeah. and uh, it was yeah. just awful. So a good portion of the next part of the book after that trip is dealing with the fallout of like their parents find out their parents are like no we're gonna pick your therapist lily like here's how we're gonna pr Mm. manage this like they're not concerned with lily and lo being healthy they're concerned Mm. with how they're gonna manage their image which is like horrible obviously yeah also the most random plot point happens of like them picking lily's therapist the therapist trying to assault her yeah it doesn't happen and then it's never talked about again in the entire series yeah really fucking weird um, and then the reveal of who's been threatening them is of course also really heartbreaking because you find out that it is, it is Reich's mom who Lowe spent a lot of his life thinking was his biological mother. You find out that it was not his biological mother. Um, but you find out that Reich's mom leaked it to get back at Jonathan Hale for being a shitbag. Um, she found out because Reich left her his phone out in front of his mom, which he thought that he could trust his mom. His mom went through his phone and leaked this. Um, she's just taking her anger out on Lo and Lily because she's angry with Jonathan. And 
it's just like really devastating because Reich feels so, so guilty, obviously. Like mm-hmm. he's like, it's my fault. It's my mom, whatever. And it leads to this like really beautiful quote because he's like freaking out telling Lo how sorry he is. And Lo says, listen to me. Meeting you was the best thing that's ever happened to us. I'm sober and Lily's in recovery. None of what would... None of that would have been possible if it wasn't for you. You're the fucking reason I'm with the girl I love. You're my brother. So don't you ever feel guilty for what's happened now. That's not on you. Oh, my God. Like Yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah. That's, we, like, there's so many different relationships in this series that you can, like, talk about. Like, literally anyone. All six with of them. Any yeah. Or six. Yeah, like, any trio, any duo. Like, there's such good ones. But Reich and Lowe is, like, that's up so there. So special. Yeah, so that's kind of where it leaves us in this one. It's just, like, the family's going through a lot of PR nightmares. Another big thing that happens in this book is Lo, doesn't he have to develop a business plan? Yeah, because Lo is is no longer in college. He dropped out. um, Again, motherless behavior. Yeah, Um, yeah, go to rehab. Um, (laughs) He dropped out of college. Sorry, no, go ahead. I I just wanted to tell the story of what Kendra thought um so in the beginning of this book uh well towards sort of in the beginning I guess I can't really remember exactly when it happens but it's before Cancun um Lo is modeling clothes for Rose's fashion line oh yeah which we haven't mentioned Kendra- yet that she's a designer mm-hmm. oh yeah did we not ever mention that yeah. no uh, how dare us um but she's mo- he, he's modeling clothes for Rose and I don't remember if this happened before he started doing that or after, or like when you guessed, but Kendra, when she was reading it, was like so sure on the fact that Lo was going to become a model. And that was going to be his career. Yeah, because I, I was like, like, he's this girl. We know that, we know that Lo is like super hot. He's going to go like work for Rose, become a model. Keep in mind that like I already have the fan cast for Lo, who is a real life model, in my head. So I'm like, yeah, he's going to become a model. Um, he, he didn't, didn't last even, a day. No, he didn't even like make it to like Hours. Yeah. Yes, an hour maybe. He didn't last long at all. But then that leads to him at the end of this book when Jonathan Hale is like pushing him to create some type of business plan for what he's going to do with his life because now he's got he's got he's not doing nothing. Um, then it uh, pushes him to develop a plan for a comic book publishing business. Which becomes his like little baby yeah. for the rest of the series, and it makes so much sense because like they've established from the beginning that like mm-hmm. Lo and Lily love comics so much. It's like one of the only things that they're like super passionate about, super knowledgeable on as well. So like him opening up a comic book shop, I was like, okay, like this, this is good. yeah. It made it makes perfect sense. Like it really does. It really yeah. fits their characters, and not only is it a like a comic book publishing business it's also like a comic shop slash like coffee Coffee shop shop, right yeah yeah Um, yeah well heroes and scones well he he starts hellway comics he starts a comic book company and then lily Mm -hmm. opens up superheroes and scones yeah Yeah. but it's his money thank you yeah yeah, yeah. Um, also another big thing that happens in this book that is really pivotal to lowe's character and that tests him a lot is he goes to see his birth mom so he learns Mm -hmm. that he learned that Samantha, not Samantha, Reich's mom. What's his mom's name? I don't. Sarah. Sarah wasn't his real or, mom. Yeah. Or, or was, was Sarah his, his real mom? No, no, no. Emily's his real mom. Yeah. So he learns that she's not his real mom. He finds out that 
this is so fucked. He finds out that his mom was really this girl who his dad slept with. Um, I think she was underage at the time she too. Was she was like seventeen. Yep. Yeah. Um, legal for really Jonathan um, <laughs> in this in this house. <laughs> Yeah, legal for Zeus Garrow, but um, he, <laughs> he he goes to see his mom, and it because mm-hmm. it, how it was, like, set up to me was, okay, like, you have this woman who was a child when she had her child, like, Jonathan took the baby away from her, like, maybe she feels so, like, remorseful and, like, that's not the case. Like she, mm-hmm. it, I, I was expecting to feel bad for her and for her to like want to actively play a role in her son's life moving forward. No, she does no. not love her child whatsoever. She is happy that Lo is not in mm-hmm. um, uh, her life. And then you learn that she actually has a second child named mm-hmm. Willow and she's like remarried and um, Willow comes back later in the series. This is like our first introduction to her when she's like a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so bad for Lo, and he has a moment where he almost breaks his sobriety again. But he's like sitting talks... outside of a liquor store and calls Lily. Yeah, and she talks mm-hmm. him through it, um, and he overcomes it. But that was like a really, like this book was just so painful. You have Lily's addiction being outed, Lo meeting his birth mom, her saying, "No, I don't like no," like, rejecting you. him, and finding out he has a little sister that he like has no relationship with so now he has two half siblings so he has right and then yep. he has willow um there's a, a little, willow has a little sister too oh yeah that too he like doesn't really play a role in the books Mm-mm. so it was just like hit after hit after hit yeah how does this book end does it even end on a happy note i, I think it ends with it, it doesn't it end with um that scene oh the fake engagement Yes. That's what it was. So part of the PR um, handling that Lily and Lowe's parents develop um, when they're, when Lily's addiction is outed is that they're going to, like, Lily and Lowe are going to get engaged. They're going to, whatever, like, part of their PR plan is, like, to cover up for the fact that Lily had, like, these relationships with all these men while you guys were supposedly dating. We're going to say you were in an open relationship, and now it's serious. You guys are engaged. Congratulations. They, like, basically just tell them, like, you're going to do this if you want your inheritance. So they are fake engaged. And at the end, Lo gives her a ring. Um, and they just have, like, a pretty domestic moment where they're, like, going back to the house in Princeton where they live with rose and yeah yeah. a a nice ending thank god yeah it really leads into into the next book which is kiss the sky which is this is where kayla's gonna shine this is like (laughs) her bread and butter kiss the sky is technically the first book in the callaway sister series but remember we you know obviously read the series as a whole 10 books so this one focuses on rose and connor and basically, this book starts with um, the Core Six now agreeing to film this reality show. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the like the whole point of the reality show was to kind of help uh, repair mm-hmm. the image of Lily and Lowe and like get the public to care about them as a couple. Yeah, I viewed it as like I viewed it as the Kardashian effect. Um, so. I think you compare a lot of what happens in the rest of the series to the Kardashians, mm-hmm. but it's like you have this sex scandal, 
you know how we can like help turn this around a reality show where we invite yeah. the public into our home and they can see that we're like maybe a little wholesome yeah. and like put together well, and yeah exactly. it's it's framed as help like rose pitches it to everybody rose asks everybody to do it because her company is really suffering because of yeah lily's yeah. addiction yeah, yeah yeah rose is also really suffering so she's helping that that hoping that this reality show will will help and it's it focuses a lot on rose like i said rose and connor's relationship and basically for connor his belief that he is incapable of admitting love to another person and um because he's you know he's a narcissist right like he loves himself he's always like i can't love anyone more than i love me basically um so it's about their relationship and also rose is a virgin and that is like a big deal um they they play that up a lot in the reality show like they give each person like a thing right um like rose is the virgin lo is is he the alcoholic i don't remember specifically yeah. like what yeah it's very breakfast club yeah 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 and the, um, the not the book like the reality show is doing that like the reality show yeah yes. yeah and the date like one of them is the daredevil is that day is that daisy yeah it's daisy and then reich is the asshole lily's the sex addict like it's all that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and another piece is we're introduced to this POS named Scott, who is the producer for the reality show. And he's basically trying to get um, the core six, each of them, to do something they don't want to do, right? Um, he's trying to get ratings and whatnot. And he's also trying to get under the skin of a lot of the characters. Like, he's trying to get under the skin of Lillian Lowe, trying to you know, catch them doing something they're not supposed to be doing. He's trying to get under the skin of Rose. He's trying to, like, move on her and whatnot. He makes um, himself a character, too, in the show. Which, he does. Ugh, yeah. That's one thing about He's, this book. KBR does not understand how television production works at all. Um, because the, you're telling me that they shot this with, like, two cameras and a sound man and an executive producer. <laughs> like, this high-quality, like, I picture it as, like, an MTV-level reality show. And it's two cameramen, a sound person, and a like KBR. Please be so serious. But I mean, they, it still worked. But yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, just like going in like order of some of the scenes that we've written down. Like one thing, one of the first ones, like the most iconic, one of the most iconic scenes in this book that we get, you know, a call back to in a later book. My favorite book. Um, is when Connor gives Rose a lap dance. And that was amazing because he took the, like, Rose was supposed to do it. Rose was supposed to technically, like, whatever, supposed to, she didn't have to do it, obviously, but Connor was like, you know what, let me do this for you. And where were they at during this again? Like, why why was there a lap dance involved? She lost the Uh, bet. She lost the bet. Okay. Yeah, it was something with Scott, and Scott was not pleased, but Connor was just like, I'll do this Scott, you. he's so annoying. Also, you know, one thing that I really love about Kiss the Sky and Rose's character in general, because you mentioned this earlier, that she's a virgin, which is something we learned. Was this the first time we learned it, or was it known from the no, other? No, I, I think we knew it. So, yeah, I think that I love... A thing that I love a lot about Rose's character and Kiss the Sky is how they treat her virginity, because I think a lot of times virginity when wrote at rose's age is like oh like why haven't i lost it yet like what's wrong with me blah 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 but rose owns it in Mm -hmm. such an amazing way she's like 
yeah, I'm a virgin. I don't care who knows. I'm waiting for my own selfish reasons. And I just, I love that about her so, so much. I cannot stress enough how well I think KBR handles sex in this entire series. Because each one of the Callaway sisters has their own, um, has their own experience. Yeah, relationship with sex and intimacy. And I love that they made it like very unique to each character. And Rose's, I think, Rose's journey with sex is incredible. How she goes from being a virgin to essentially becoming a submissive, which I think is like... So, it's a big yeah. part of this book. Yeah. 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 Speaking of, uh, you kind of, up until, so I'm thinking specifically of chapter 15, but up until. <laughs> this is Kayla's point, book. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Is not. Up until that point, we kind of get like teases because like Connor like, you know, says, you know, some things you're like, whoa, whoa. But up until chapter 15, which is the shower scene. Where were you guys when you learned that Connor was the first the first sentence of my review in my book journal page of this one is everybody shut the fuck up, Daddy Don Connor is sleeping. Oh, do you know what I just remembered? When I was reading this, I was like, because Kayla would have me do like predictions, like what would happen, what would happen. I was like, well, I think Low would be a Dom because a part of um, part of Addicted for Now was Lo having to have a lot of control in Lily's sex life. So I thought, okay, that, that would be good for Lily to like sort of submit it to like give up her own control in sex. So then I get to Kiss the Sky and I was like, wait, Connor's the dog? <laughs> I was so shook and it, I, it was so hot and it just made perfect sense uh-huh. for him at that moment. But this is interesting, Kayla, because you were mentioning earlier how much Connor's character changes from like the first three books to like who he is in Kiss the Sky. Because, um, mm-hmm. like, Connor in book one, like, he just was kind of, I don't use the word silly, but I think he was meant to yeah. be, like, like, you know, like, just there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But then in Kiss the Sky, it's like, oh, this guy, like, Connor is him. Capital H-I-M, yeah. him. Genius, yeah. billionaire, dom, amazing. Look, Kayla's face is like, she's in love with him. <laughs> He's like, you may compliment my cock, you may beg, you may politely ask for more, I don't want to hear anything else. (laughs) I was, like, blushing so hard this entire time, and it just makes such perfect sense, because you, like, obviously see Rose's relationship, because, because she's a virgin, she, like, doesn't really know what she wants from a partner in bed. She knows that she wants, obviously, to, like, feel comfortable and safe and respected, um, but she hasn't explored her sexuality with another person until now. So her, because she's so type A in real life, will not be told what to do in her life, like will make all her own decisions, can take care of herself. Her coming to terms with the fact that like she likes to be taken care of in bed. She likes to be told Mm -hmm. what to do. She likes like to give up her control in the bedroom was really, really fun to be a part of that journey with her. Piggybacking off of kind of what you said Brandy is there in that shower portion Rose is it's I don't want to say it's like her very first I think it's one of their first like sexual encounters together but she's like worried that she's not going to be good and I don't want to say she's worried but she can tell she's nervous right Mm -hmm. and Connor tells her you will be the best darling and I just like I love that yeah because he's he has experience like he he is not virgin um so, and, like, obviously he hasn't been with anybody in the, like, two and a half years that he and Rose have been together or whatever. Like, he hasn't been mm-hmm. with anybody else. But he he has been with people in the past. So she's, like, really anxious that yeah. she's inexperienced. She doesn't want to be bad at anything. 
Yeah, but he has full confidence mm-hmm. in I her abilities. Little Miss Highest and Honors. Miss Highest <laughs> Honors. <and laughs> Listen to us. We're like, we're ridiculous. But they're the first time, they're like official first time, they're in the Alps, I think. They're on, in, mm-hmm. on a trip together with everybody. And what does this man gift her? What does he give her? A diamond collar. A diamond collar. She loves diamonds. I will say that is like one of the most like well-known facts about Rose and Connor. That is is, like, there are so many TikToks about that one specific scene. So I knew about it going in, but I didn't know the context of him like being a dom. Like I just thought it was like a cute little like. A cute cute little thing. (laughs) No, it was like a gift for his submissive. Oh, so, so hot. I do also want to note that like, obviously Lily and Lil are having a lot of sex because she's a sex addict, but it takes a very long time for their smut to get hot because oh, yeah. there's a, so yeah. much more surrounding their sexual relationships than just like the sex, yeah. right? Because like oftentimes like Lily will get compulsive after or like they're really struggling or whatever Lo has to say, like stop, you know? And that's like really hard. She feels guilty. Anyways, all that to say, like this book is just like you it's get fun. To have, yeah, it's fun, like for a while. It is because Yeah, for a little bit. Because it's really fun for a while. And then I don't want to jump too far, but basically the huge main conflict in this book, like as we mentioned, Scott Van Wright fucking sucks. Like he's been a pain in everybody's ass throughout this whole series. He's like intentionally antagonizing people. He's making Lily and Lowe feel like shit on purpose. Um, and then at the end of the book, it culminates in there being a loophole in the contracts that they signed. And he, it, he releases, he sells Rose and Connor sex tapes. That um, he recorded illegally, by the way. Uh- well, well, it was, it was in the contract, but like without them knowing, it's very slimy. Yeah. yeah, it was so gross. Yeah. He like found a loophole in their contract, like he couldn't air anything, but he could sell it to a porn site. So he sold Rose and Connor's sex tapes to obviously a porn site, and they just find out mm-hmm. because like the news starts reporting that people are watching their sex tape, which is obviously disgusting and horrible. Um, yeah, and like the, obviously a huge plot point that Rose and Connor work together through. Also in this book, you get like a really good because I went and grabbed my copies because Ha Ha's Flower is coming up, and I feel like I'll need my copy to defend a lot of my points for Ha Ha's Flower. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I loved in this book was you start to see um, Lo and Connor's relationship like really form. Lo and Connor as best friends is one of my favorite parts of the Me entire. Too like series it's just so well done and I flipped open and I had this part highlighted where I don't know where they are but it's like chapter uh chapter 49 in Kiss the Sky the part that I have highlighted is Lo saying why don't you just hit Connor and then he can spank you for it and he's talking to Rose and Connor goes or I can just spank you and Lauren laughs before or after you tie me up. And Connor goes after. Oh, and they I have this, like, flirty banter throughout the entire mm-hmm. series, which it's KBR sort of turns that into a plot point, which I thought was actually really smartly done, how they sort of planted the seeds. Yeah, their friendship, you get to see kind of all aspects of Lo and Connor's relationship and how it affects both of them, especially Connor later on in the series. And yeah. I just, I love them so mm-hmm. much. I love them so much. So good. 
talking about Lowe and Connor, like, obviously, like Kayla mentioned, the, there's a huge plot point of Connor not thinking he's capable of, like, love. Um, as a person, just because of how he was raised or whatever, he doesn't think he's capable of loving another person. Um, and seeing how that affects Lowe, like, not just Rose. Like, Rose has come to terms with the fact that Connor can't love her. Like, she knows that, whatever. Yeah. That's, like... She's like, that's just never going to be part of our relationship and whatever. Um, it makes sense in the context of the book. But when Lo finds out that Connor doesn't think he's capable of loving anybody and Lo is so hurt, and he's like, so he's mad. never yeah, going to love yeah. Like, And you see that more in Thrive, but it's like, oh my god. Um, You mentioned chapter 49, which leads me perfectly into the very next chapter, which is when Connor learns that his mom has breast cancer and is dying. And, um, that realization kind of leads Connor to really reconcile with a lot of his feelings. And he also has a, you know, tumultuous relationship with his mother. Um, same way, I think pretty much every single character in this series. Mommy does. issues galore. issues. Um, yeah. But like, she tells him, you know, that she is actually proud of him and everything, but that, you know, also BT dubs, I have breast cancer and I'm dying in two months. Um, so that, like I said, kind of just really leads Connor to, think about what he thinks and it's I don't I don't know if it's my favorite scene in the book because I have so many but um this is what he says to her he says um you're the only one who has ever loved me not a mother not a father not a friend just you Rose I don't want to be 60 years old and wishing I opened myself up to the people I care about I don't want to look back and regret that I wasn't a better friend or a better man to the woman I adore and I can't tell you how long I've been fighting the truth but it's been a while. And then he pauses. And the way that KBR write Connor and Rose, and I, you know, as much as I, like, say that they hate Kabbalah, which is actually true, which we can get into <laughs> later, but um, the way that they write them, like, I just have never read another couple like it. And he says, the next words come from the core of my chest. Each word is like taking on water and breathing in oxygen, a paradox that I enjoy very much. He says, I am so deeply in love with you, Rose. And I just... <laughs> then they yeah. say, how much time do we have left forever? That is... Iconic. Uh, iconic. It's, it's a really good... Because, you know, I will admit, Kayla, Connor, like, not being able to say I love you and, like, denying it was a little frustrating because it was just so mm-hmm. clear as day. Um, especially coming off of, like, Lauren who was just so adamant in his love for Lily and, like, always, like, yes, I love her, I love her. So going into Connor, where it's like, Connor, you you just spent, like, two years with this girl who's a virgin, who, like, you spent so much time with her, like, not even having sex, like, just getting to know her, being her boyfriend, and you can't say, I love you, like, ugh. But then once we got the confession, I was like, that ate. He ate down. Like, it was so... And he's, like, crying. Like, it was just so... He was. He was crying. Well done. Um I will say Kiss the Sky, I think, has my favorite ending, or it's, like, tied for my favorite ending in the entire series because I was completely thrown off guard. I did not see it coming. I know people are like, oh, I saw it coming. I did not. So when we got to it, I was like, what do you mean? This book ends with Rose and Connor getting married um, because, like we mentioned in Addictive for Now, Lily and Lo were engaged um they were forced to get engaged by their parents so this and a big plot point of kiss the sky is like rose planning lily and lowe's wedding which was going to be like public facing um but you're kind of alluded to the fact that 
uh, Lo and Lily are just like not ready to get married. They, yeah, like, yes, ready. they love each other, but like they're still trying to, they're still deep in recovery. It's just not for them. Um, so then the book ends with Rose and Connor like flying to Paris because they're like ready for Lily and Lo's wedding. But then it turns out that Lily and Lo gifted the wedding to Rose and Connor because Connor had like spoken to Lo. Connor like, asked. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like weeks prior. Um, and it turns out to be Lowe's, and, and no, it turns out to be Rose and Connor's wedding day. And he goes, Rose, will you spend the rest of your life with me? Yes. And then later, they're like kissing. And she goes, he grins into the kiss. I'm getting married today. Holy shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I felt euphoric reading that. It felt like a, a Shakespeare play because all of Shakespeare's like happy plays mm-hmm. end with a wedding. And I think that that's like very fitting with Rose and Connor too, because like they're very like Shakespearean within their love for one another. Um, and it was just yeah. so, so, so good. Alexa, play Fly With Me by the Jonas Brothers. That is how oh. euphoric this <laughs> wedding scene felt. It was just so beautiful. Another couple quotes from like that part when she learns that they're getting married, he says, um, well, first of all, he, he says, I love you, which we love. And then he says, one day we're going to look back and recount all that we've done together. <laughs> and we're going to think, God damn, we're only 24. No, because that pisses me off because I'm 24. <laughs> and I have well, no one. <laughs> 24. Well, That's yeah. crazy. And then at the very end of the chapter, obviously the iconic, kiss the sky with me and don't ever come down. And that's when Alexa plays. Uh, that's when, yeah. That's when that, that comes in. Yeah. And then the the epilogue for this is when we learn now that Connor is creating his own company called Cobalt Diamonds, which is very fitting. We love it. He loves to create <sighs> his own designs for his wife. Um, and but one line that sticks out to me in this part is um, when he says to Rose. Um, excuse me, Rose says to him, I love, I love you more, more than, than anyone. anyone. I yeah. literally have that page open right now, Kayla. Yeah. And then he says back, I love you more than I could ever love myself, which He's a narcissist, is so that's like, a big deal. <laughs> exactly. That's like, that's what, anytime Connor says I love you to like anyone, it's like the world stops because it's like such a massive deal. And so anytime that he says those words, I hold them very dear to my heart, personally. Oh, this book is, it's it's good. The ending really, like, it's iconic. It's so good. But we don't even get to, oh, uh, KBR, those evil twins. We don't even get to see we their don't. wedding. It's so I mean, you get, like, you get a glimpse of it in Thrive. Thrive. Um, Still. Give me the fucking yeah. vows, you sickos. Please don't get me started. I'll, I'll start raising. But, uh, you know, uh, KBR signed a deal with Berkeley, so all of the books are being republished traditionally now. And in Addictive for Now, uh, you get a bonus chapter of Rose and Connor's first date. Yay! So if you're a Kabbalah fan. Yeah. Which that first date would have taken place in Addicted to You, in t- like timeline-wise. Yeah. So it's old. Also, there is a timeline of this entire series and when it takes place online. And it came in very handy for me because – yeah. It's like these it books again span time. years, um, and it is actually really years. interesting to see like how everything lines up. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very helpful. 
Okay, so then to wrap up part one, um, we have to talk about Hot House Flower, which is, of course, Reich and Daisy's first book. It takes place after the events of Kiss the Sky, almost a whole year after the events of Kiss the Sky. Um, and yeah, it's it's a it's a book. To be clear, Kendra and I really like this book. I love Hot House Flower. Brandy is not its biggest fan, but... I, that's okay. okay everything that has to do with lily and lo and rose and connor in this book love eat it up with a spoon would put whipped cream on it like i love it so much um i literally can't stand being wow i'm coming in so hot <laughs> chill out. um being in daisy's head is not my favorite place and reich says fuck every other word so it's a little mm-hmm. tough for me with this okay one. i'll give you that but like i think the plot of this book is just so much fun and it's, I don't know, I feel like KBR, they were just having fun with it. And I was like, yeah, girls, like, okay, you want to go to Paris? Let's go to Paris. You want to go climb a rock? Let's go climb a rock. Like, I was having fun. Yeah. And, and the smut in this book. Rocks. Okay, I will give you that. The smut, the the cornfield, lives were changed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were. But speaking of the plot, we'll start there. So essentially, Daisy has... After the events of Kiss the Sky, Daisy moves back in with her parents. And then when she turns 18, she goes and uh, moves to her own place, which just so happens and very conveniently is also in the same building as Reich Meadows, a.k.a. Lauren's half-brother. And Daisy has PTSD from an event that happened in Kiss the Sky when a paparazzi like broke into her room and basically just traumatized her, right? So she has a lot of issues sleeping. And we learn very quickly in the beginning of this book that Reich actually helps her sleep by literally sleeping in her room with her. Like not they're not doing anything physically, but he is sleeping with her. And it makes her basically like feel safe, right? She feels safe with him, she feels comfortable with him, and they get closer and closer during this period. And so it kind of their tension is basically coming to a boiling point. Uh, in this book and that's kind of where we start yeah also the slogan of this book on the original well this isn't the original (laughs) cover but the cover that I have which is like this is such an iconic like image I think from the addicted series because it's like Daisy as a model like faceless like I don't know this just screams Daisy as a cover but the slogan is she's all grown up (laughs) so like we've been like waiting well I won't say we but There has been a lot of buildup in this series for when she turns Mm -hmm. 18. And I want to say in like when the series started out from what I've like seen in like author's notes and discussions that a lot of the fans, I think they're the reason why Reich and Daisy happened. Like they saw their connection early on. They're like, we want this. We want this. So I feel like Mm -hmm. KBR really leaned into that. And that's why she's all grown up. Like she's 18. Like there was so much emphasis put on yeah. that which i can see why people didn't like it yeah yeah the it's change like, in her independence was like really yeah. massive at that point like she's officially moved out of her like parents house and like one of the first plot points in this book is that she's going to fashion week for the first time by herself in paris mm-hmm. like her mom is not going with her like this is her journey to take by herself yeah i so. one thing i always did really like about hot house flower and just daisy as a character is that um i like the amount of autonomy that she learned 
that, that she gained for herself, which I know mm-hmm. a lot of people struggle with, if you, especially if you have, like, a controlling parent. Yeah. So seeing her overcome that and, like, start to make decisions for herself and start to do things that, like, made her happy, even if they were, like, scary or she didn't quite know what to do, um, I thought that was very – it was just a very nice thing to see. She's all grown up, guys. She's 18. She, she's all grown up. Um, one thing, other than Reich sleeping in Daisy's bed, which is one of the first things we learn, we also learn, and I think literally the first chapter, when Reich and Lo are on one of their runs – we also learn that mm. Lo has recently broken his sobriety. We're not told oh, yeah. like when or how it happened. We learn that in uh, the next book, but he does break his sobriety. And so, like when I first read that, I was like, "Whoa!" Like, I was like, "Did I miss back something? up? Yeah. Back up? I yeah." Was like, hurt. yeah, that was really painful. And um, so Lo has broken his sobriety, and also he's kind of catching on, or at least he has an inkling of how Reich maybe feels about Daisy. And so he's like very adamant about not letting that happen. He's like trying to be super protective of Daisy. And I think, I think sometimes he still sees like Daisy as, you know, his little sister. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, I will like, I love Lo so much. He's my favorite character. I like, I will defend him to the end, but that it that gets real fucking old real fucking fast in this book like how overprotective he is of daisy like more than her sisters more than mm-hmm. her parents like low this list isn't about daisy yeah. let's be real for a second and it's like low like what were you doing at 18 oh my you were god on your ass. like <laughs> what Daisy girl. is doing yeah <laughs> then um so that that comes to be a plot point too right that reich is really really re- worried about low sobriety um mm. and doesn't want to do anything to upset him um yeah yeah i and also find it interesting that it's only when we're in reich's head like for haha's flower and long way down that we get a note from reich in each book where like no other book has that introduction like a note from reich uh and i'll like skip ahead he goes you won't understand me if you can't handle me and i'm not gonna try to explain myself i'm raw period i'm hard period i'm the thing you shy away from period so i'm warning you now period back away period because once you enter my life comma i won't ever let you leave period why are you doing all the punctuation because it's funny that is the same exact energy of that Jughead thing from oh yeah, yeah like I'm weird. weird I'm weird I'm a weirdo have you ever seen me without this fucking hat that's a weird like Reich just, is Jughead Jughead coded I want to know like why they felt the need to include this because I'm like did they were people also as much as people must have loved Reich I wonder if before this book was published if people were also like super on the fence about him so that's probably why they like wanted to because I'm just like I feel like I knew him already I didn't need this interview. yeah I just want to know why it was included yeah that's a good question I don't know. I haven't really thought about that, but that's a good point. Why is that necessary? Um, So as I mentioned, Daisy's going to Paris Fashion Week for the first time by herself. It's like a huge deal for her. She's like really looking forward to this like independence. But right before she goes, right can like feel their tension like coming to a boil, right? So he's like, like we are both single. Like we need to acknowledge that, put that out there. You are single. I am single. We are single. So she's going to Paris like kind of like, a little bit heartbroken not a little bit like quite heartbroken she's had a thing for reich forever so she's feeling sad about that um and she gets to paris and just kind of is just like going through it while she's there <laughs> there's one night where she has like a horrible sexual encounter with a man like she brings him back to her 
room and it's just like not good. And she's like, I need you to go. So he leaves and literally in that same night, she accidentally watches her sister's sex tape. And then <laughs> and then she she's like getting a call from, she's like having a horrible night. So she gets a call from Reich and she's like, oh my God, this is perfect. Like, I just really need to talk to him. She answers. <laughs> She answers to a video of him going down on another girl. <laughs> Again, KBR loves to embarrass their characters. Rike and Daisy have some of the most embarrassing moments <laughs> in the entire series. And that starts yeah. it for them. That's like mild oh, yeah. compared to what else happens to them embarrassingly. Yeah, this isn't this the first book. one either in this. And yeah, in this book, there's there's more that happens that I'm thinking The of way I would I unalive if I saw the person I was in love with going down on someone. And it's like, girl, why didn't you like say anything? Like, hello? She sits there and watches. <laughs> like the girl kicked Reg's computer and accidentally called her. Oh my God, so funny. <laughs> also, it's like, what is the probability of that happening? I mean, really, but I let's accidentally be, calling th- that specific person on that specific app. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I imagine her little t- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'd be clicking away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, so she's just like having a horrible fucking time and Wright can tell. So he and Lo and Connor hop on a plane to go to Paris to check on Daisy. Yeah. And Reich meeting Daisy in Paris. Iconic. Sorry. I, I, I think it's my personal favorite. Mm, Finish that sentence. Yeah, I think it's my personal favorite scene in the book. Oh, I was like, uh, in the book. (laughs) To be clear, really, in this whole book, that's your personal favorite scene out of everything. I think so. Yeah, it's just really good. Gosh, I am fake as fuck because I had that. I tabbed the shit out of that scene. But also, yeah, look, I'm holding up my book. Obviously, those of you who are listening can't see, but I did. I barely tapped anything in the second half of this book. All my tabs are from the first half of this book. They have amazing, iconic, life-changing scenes in that book. Cornfield, motorcycle, whatever. But the stairwell, even though like it doesn't fully happen, like them having sex, I don't know. There's just something about that. It is a pretty tension. The tension coming to a head. It's just really good. And like, he doesn't like hesitate, right? Just goes right for it. And I, and I like. Yeah. I wrote in my book, uh, finally. Yeah. Woo. Wow. And he goes, uh, you don't need to replace. Me. I know I'm really, I'm feeding into that. She's finally, <laughs> finally. 18. <laughs> finally grown up. <laughs> um, right. Goes, you don't need to replace me. You can have me sweetheart. And he always calls her sweetheart. Which yeah. I think is, it's cute. And then a page over, we get, uh, Daisy saying, Reich Meadows has invigorated my body and soul. He is more than just my pillow. My wolf. My bodyguard. He's my everything. Oh, God. We we oh. are not fans. We'll just say right okay. here. Like, we're not fans of wolf. I wrote, I wrote yes. <laughs> I wrote yes. And then later, Reich goes, every theory you've ever fucking had about men, I'm going to prove them wrong. And I wrote iconic. Okay, I, th- I, I did really tap that line. Book. Right, I, it's good. I tapped that line. I won't lie. That's a good line. Yeah. Like, Daisy just, like, is not having a great time sexually. Like, like all the not. dudes she hooks up with in the previous books are just, like, losers and just, like, she's not... She's, like, sex is overrated and Reg's, like, bet. Yeah, and, you know, for how fun of a character Daisy is and adventurous and outgoing, I did find that to be a really interesting like choice for her character that like sex is just not something that like she wants all the time like Mm -hmm. I don't know I just thought that was 
I like that KBR gives each one of their characters a different relationship with sex. Yeah. Relationship and and Daisy's Daisy's is uh, really good. And I feel like it, I feel like a lot of people have the same exact feelings about sex that Daisy does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes you read books with smut and it's like, oh, I, I love sex. It's the greatest thing. The minute he has sex with every me. Every day, yeah. every and, night. <laughs> and Daisy's like, I don't really want to do it all the time. It's yeah. not like my favorite thing. I mean, she still gets like her back broken in this book multiple times. I was jealous. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, after the stairwell, the other like big scenes that happen, there's a lot, but there's the two other big scenes that happen in Paris is the riot. And that's when Reich also breaks his sobriety because he sees that Lowe is drinking in the bar. And so he breaks his sobriety basically as like kind of a showdown essentially between him and Lowe. And then the riot breaks out and then Daisy gets hurt and he runs with her in his arms. Like how many miles? I can't remember how many. I remember miles um, and miles and miles to the hospital when our friend um, Taz yeah. read that read that scene, she was like, she would have died if Reich actually ran with her, like, for that long. Taz is, like, the medical go-to. Like, anytime there's something medical in a book, she'll tell you whether or not that's, like, possible or not possible. And she read that. She was like, that's not, like, no. They took so much liberty. It but was it's so like, romantic, nice. Kendra. Yeah. What are you talking about? It okay. is romantic, but, like, now that's, like, yeah. stuck in my head every time Absolutely. I think about it, that, like, Daisy would have died. Sure. And you know what? Him fingering her in the hospital after why did i forget about, about that? that it's hot dude she like i forgot that's a hot that's right i won't lie yeah that's good yeah so basically after this they essentially just like sneak around their relationship and they don't want to upset low yeah, yeah they have to go on this road trip um to is it california yeah, to, yeah california. for yeah for right to um free solo something i don't know and he, so he do going, be climbing those mountains he he, he is um and so they're on this road trip and reich and daisy go together meanwhile um lily rose Lowe, and connor are going together in a separate car and they you know they're sneaking around having all kinds of fun together but there is one other scene that i was thinking of that is super embarrassing for oh and this is before though lily and rose join right this scene yeah because i think it oh yeah it's before because it's before the the tent scene because when around that time is when lily and lo or excuse me lily and rose join yeah so it's just the boys and daisy at this point yeah it's just the boys we forgot to mention is that lily and rose have been acting pretty shady like, they're not on page a lot at this time. It's just, like, mm-hmm. from things we've heard, they seem to be hiding something. Right. Like, um, you would have expected them to go to Paris with the boys to check on Daisy, but they were, like, making up excuses. Daisy mm-hmm. was like, I, or um, Lily was like, I have school. And Rose was like, I can't leave the fashion line or something like that. I don't know. She didn't want to leave Lily. I don't yeah. know. It was kind of, it was kind of odd because, like, if you know these characters, you know that they love their sister more than anything. Like, mm-hmm. they would want to be there. And they do want to be there, but shady shit even, right weird even connor's like something's going on with rose like i yeah, know it it's just something me. yeah oh, oh he's so sad. by the way i do want to say about that in paris to combat like rose's whatever is going on with her he's like i bought out hermes for rose he just <laughs> casually buys out hermes anyway uh, love him king um but the scene that i was thinking of is when uh, Connor walks in <laughs> on uh, Reich and Daisy, but Kendra, do you want to explain what exactly he walks in on? 
Yeah, so um, Daisy was on her knees, and Reich was just... She was. Daisy was giving him a blowjob. I was trying Mm -hmm. to say that in, like, a more fun way, but that's what was happening. Yeah, sure. And uh, it was hot. I was enjoying Mm -hmm. it. I was like, okay, Daisy, (laughs) like, damn. Get it, girl. Uh, And right as Reich is about to finish, in walks the iconic Connor Cobalt. And Reich... Like, not knowing who's in the room, pulls out of Daisy's <laughs> mouth. But again, he was about to finish, and he just comes all over her face. And, and I, it's so funny. Yeah. Poor Daisy girl. Daisy says, oh, yeah, poor girl. Daisy says, she goes, um, oh, oh, yeah. I can explain. And then Connor says, there's really no need. I'm well aware of what a good job is. And, like, she's just, like, sitting there with, like, come on her face. I mean, luckily you didn't get in her eye. You can get an infection. Ladies, make sure he always finishes away from the eyes. <laughs> That's um, my piece of advice. <laughs> basically, Connor is also telling them to be way more careful because he's known. He's known for like a long time. Because he's Connor. Yeah, of course. Because he he's knows. Connor. He knows. He knows. Yeah, yeah, so they're like, we're going to figure it out. Like, we're going to, whatever. We're going to figure it they, I think at one point they're like, a year. Let's wait. Like, let's sneak around for like until you're 19 then nobody can say shit right so they finish this road trip um is is it before or after he does the solo climb that he and Lo get into the fight it's before, before. Right? so mm-hmm. while they're separated um a paparazzi like took a picture of Frank and daisy kissing which is actually like so cute when i think about it like she's on his shoulders leaning down and kissing him upside down i'm like okay okay yeah, that's cute the raisy stands one with that one but um they it gets printed. They don't know. They don't see it. So they show up to meet up with Rose and Lily and Lo and Connor because Rose and Lily have joined them at this point. And they're walking up and Wright can immediately tell something's going on with Lo. And he's like, what the fuck? Um, and then Lo just starts wailing on him. Like, and Reich is letting him because Reich is so much bigger and stronger than Lo at this point. Lo's like in recovery and whatever. So he's not doing too hot at this point. So he's just like letting Lo hit him and something I don't think we talked about earlier is that throughout this whole book another running like point of tension between Lo and Reich is that there's allegations out that their dad was sexually abusing Lo which is not true but Reich refuses to like go to the press and say anything about it because he was physically and emotionally abusing Lo and he's like I'm not going to acquit him for being a shitty person. I'm not going to go out and speak in his defense. And Lo is like trying to get him to understand, like, I'm not asking you to do this for him. I'm asking you to do it for me. But it's just like really, it's a really horrible situation. And it's been causing a lot of tension between them. So they start fighting and it's obvious that it's not just about Daisy, right? But it's obvious that Lo found out about Daisy. It was a good fight. Yeah, oh my God. There's this quote, because like Lo's crying because Reich's like, I don't want to fight you, Lo. And he said, his eyes redden further. You spend so much of your fucking time trying to save me and you don't realize that you're killing me. Oh, which is so hard to stomach because Reich is the literal reason that Lo is sober, that Lo is okay. Like Reich saved him. Like, oh God, it's, it's that one hurt. That is so. After, after that fight, um, they, Lowe's not like totally okay with it, but he's basically like, I will be, you know, eventually. But like right now, just like, you know, I'm still yeah. a little bit weirded out about it. And so after that, the whole gang goes to like dinner. Oh, six. This is like, this is the book where the core six like 
course fixing. You know? Yeah, it's Lo. It's Lo's birthday. They go to oh, dinner on it? Lo's birthday. Yeah, it's October thirty first. Oh, um, is it? I don't remember. Yeah, that. and they're at. The, it goes. It's in Daisy's point of view, and she's like, "It's October thirty first. They're supposed to be in Yosemite already, um, but they are at a hole in the wall Mexican restaurant in Nevada. Oh, which, like, the okay. fact that they're like eating Mexican food on Lo's birthday because he fucking loves tacos. He does. Like, oh, makes me so happy. Oh, okay. Well, they are all together, basically, at this table. Rose and Connor are still kind of bickering. Like, there's weird. Tension still between them. Connor knows that Rose is keeping something from him. But basically, long story short, we learn that she's pregnant. So Lo ordered shots for everyone because he's like, y'all like mm-hmm. celebrate my birthday. And uh, he wants everyone to take shots. And Connor's like, Rose, like, take the shot. And she's like, no, Mm-mm. like, uh, and she almost But they're speaking in it. French. Yeah, they're speaking in French. They're speaking and in French. almost, she almost does it. And then he says, you're pregnant in French. And Reich, Reich spits it out. That scene is Wait, so good. He spit it out. He spits out his water. Well, he's he not dead. He spits out his water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spits out his water, and that's when they find out. That's yeah. when you learn that Reich also knows French. Well, sorry, this is when Connor and Rose learn that Reich yeah. knows French. So it's like Reich. Reich isn't like other guys. He's so <laughs> smart. Knows multiple languages. Like he's athletic. Yeah. He has he a degree in Spanish. journalism. I'm like, they were really trying yeah. to make. I don't know what. The, Reich's character is just so fascinating at times. So I'm like, what was the direction at I time? I need to interject here and oh, talk dear. about the fucking gaslighting of the century that occurred. Okay, we have to, we have to tell we, it in order, we, though. We have to tell we it in skip order. This part. You guys, you, okay, you no, just no, no. want to skip three no, no, no. minutes. It's fine. Kayla, you, won't get, Kayla, you won't Kayla miss Kayla anything. Kayla is the original gaslighter herself. So let's start from the beginning. This whole book, I mentioned how Lily and Rose were up to something, right? And I, I'm texting Kayla because she was walking me through this entire series. And I'm like, Kayla, like, I really think Lily's pregnant. And then at one point, I was like, I think Rose is pregnant, too. Like, one of them will be pregnant. Miss Kayla and herself was like, Kendra, be serious. Like she was gaslighting me. She was like, that wouldn't happen. Cause at this time we were already talking about, I was telling her like my thoughts on like whether or not I thought people would have kids in this series. Like I knew that Rose and Connor would have kids cause I saw, got that spoiled for me on TikTok. But I didn't know about Lily and Lauren having kids because Lauren was so adamant of like, I don't want to be a dad. I don't want to have kids. Like I don't want to do that. So I was like, maybe, but like this is screaming pregnancy, this entire book. And Kayla, no, Kendra, be serious. Like, you know, like that wouldn't happen like she's making me question whether or not i know these characters who i've just spent like at this what this is like the fourth book or fifth book that i've spent with them and then lo and behold it turns out that rose was pregnant and the satisfaction that i got from that was unmatched i wrote in my copy i wrote i knew it i fucking knew it and kay like try to gaslight the heck out of me and this started a really horrible tradition in our friendship because yeah. now we gaslight each other with books that we've read all the time our group chat for a while was called the gaslight girlies because it's it is fun and it is super satisfying but kayla i nothing will beat that first experience because i legit thought that i was crazy I she's just sitting here smirking like a little Kendra, mastermind. Kendra goes, "Oh, it's fun to do it. It's never fun for me. I'm always the last one. I'm always the last fucking one of this trio to read a book. So it's never fun for me because I'm eating you, gaslight. You read fall. People. You read Fallen Men first. That's so true. But I spoiled That's everything true. for you. So um, yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, we should have held out. Of, 
Taylor Swift's mastermind is playing in my head right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, you. you know what? Yeah. And I and I do it again. I do it again. <laughs> and you know what? Okay, the second, the literal second time Kendra and I hung out in person, the <laughs> time we went to the fucking cheesecake factory and we were having lunch. And she's like, any predictions? Because I was halfway through Hot House Flower. And I was like, I just like really feel like Rose is pregnant. Like I I had like made my mind up for that. Like nobody was telling me otherwise because I don't know. And she's like, any other predictions? And I was like, you know what? Like, I think Lily might be pregnant. And she was like, ooh. And I was like, what? And she was like, I just like, I just ooh. Really- <laughs> yeah, she was like, ooh. And she was like, I just really don't want you to get your hopes up. Like, and I was like, oh, really? Because <gasps> like, I was like, That's Lily bad. and Lil. Oh my God. Because I was like, Lily and Lil are my favorites. Like, I- and she's like, I just really don't want you to get your hopes up because like, it's not going to happen, Brandy. And What's I was like- so funny is I was shaking the whole time I, I was telling you that. Like, this is- like that was my glass. Not- I was like, it's not going to happen. Also, by the way, I don't think we mentioned that Lily is for sure also pregnant in this book, which yeah. you do later find out. So it's both Rose and Lily having a baby at the same same time but we only found um, out about Rose at this point yeah yeah but oh my god I that I literally went home that day and I finished this book and I was I was flabbergasted I nobody had ever done that to me in a book before I was like <laughs> what I was like I got on Instagram and I made a story and I was like Kendra lied to my face I was like we sure did <laughs> and you know what you're right though like the experience it's so like it's out. it's so it's yeah. so fun. Mm-hmm. I also and do I, that with uh the simple wild too. I I yeah. think I did that to <gasps> Gracie at Grapey Del Taco on TikTok. Okay, but I that did that to her. Me though. No. Oh, yeah, that's but I don't me. But that's how I need people to feel how I felt because okay. I blindly I let myself believe. Okay, fine, whatever. Well, that's your own fault. I didn't do anything for that yeah. one. No, so, no, just saying. Unfortunately. Doing that has gained me a reputation, a not good reputation. Yeah, I don't that people I don't can't trust what I say, which says. isn't true. Whatever. Anyway, moving on. I know it's it's made the rounds of Instagram. People are like, oh yeah, if you're gonna go to Kayla with your updates, she will gaslight you. That's, okay. She will gaslight you. I haven't like done it in a long time. I just want to point out. Anyway, yeah. does it tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about the absolutely hilarious ending, and well, it's we not do. hilarious, but it's like insane well, ending. And then we have like we have got to wrap this up. This is so fucking long. Yeah, we've neared thirty minutes talking about our least favorite couple in the series. I know, <laughs> but it's a good book. Okay, It'll be like a anyway. two and a half hour podcast. I'm so yeah. sorry if you're still here. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Um. So after. All the Corsics get back from this trip from California. They take their plane back to Philadelphia. And the rich. Yeah, exactly. We or they get off the plane, Red gets off the plane, and they're like, What you guys, like, what are these like cops doing here? That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> and then someone comes up to Reich and says, Reich, you are under arrest for what is it, statutory rape or something like that? Yeah. That's I think that's what You're he not gets going to jail. Before. You're going to prison. <laughs> And Daisy's like, uh, what is going on? You know, well, then we find out that, of course, it was Samantha Calloway of course. that called the police. Such yeah. a villain. Of course, he, like, gets out because they didn't do anything sexual before her 18th birthday, so. Doesn't Jonathan come and see him, or? Oh, yeah. yeah there's, Jonathan, like, a moment like, between. Yeah, they have, like, a nice moment. Oh, this is when, I mean, yeah. we still hate Jonathan Hale, but. This is when Jonathan says he's going to get sober. Life. Yeah. So Ooh, yeah. Um that's hot house flower. Right, right does make it out and uh yeah. Lily you do find out Lily is for sure pregnant. There's mm-hmm. also this like really suicidal moment with Lily where you're like, oh, oh shit, God. like what's happening? Uh oh, and then it just turns so... out she's pregnant. And then she's pregnant. There's just like the the scene 
Okay, we'll talk about it in Thrive because holy shit, that's, I, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Okay, thank you so much for listening to us. This is one of our favorite series. Obviously, you can tell by the fucking length of this fucking episode. I sound like Reich. You sound like Reich. Like, 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 um, so sorry. That's disgusting. That made me gag in my mouth a little bit. Um, anyways, anyways, um, we're going to keep this brief because next week we're going to be talking about the second half, the second five books of this. So uh, we'll see you then for Thrive. Yes. See you then. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.